0: Yes, hello. Could I have the um, PowerPoint thing up? Um, if I can indulge you just for five minutes, just to give a little historical perspective um, on G2, because um, you can't just celebrate the birth, January, 10 years ago, of G2, because clearly you have to get to the point of conception, which is far more interesting, um, and the nine months after that, uh, as we develop before we give birth uh, in January. So I'd like to go back right to the very beginning, before G2 um, even started, to just look and I found on a memory stick very many, lots of other things, uh, a G2 file which included uh, 60 talks, I gave a G2, aren't you grateful that's not there, um, and lots of other things but included some ancient um, documents, um, manuscripts even, uh, that i managed to uh, uh, put up here. Try so like to introduce you to one of these things, the first one. Please not the date, 13th of April 04. So this is 13th of April before G2 started, right at the very beginning, and I wrote some initial <coughs> thoughts down, which I uh, passed on to various people, and I was into a criterion for success. I don't believe in doing something just for the sake of it. How do you know whether G2 was going to be successful? Is, it, is it April before we started in the January? Is it, however many months previously. And you look at those criteria and they're quite interesting. I suggested that the gym, because remember we started the next generation gym over there, the gym would recognise and value what we do. The question then was how would we know? I suggested attendance of a hundred would be a sign of success. That we would be financially self-supporting because the gym was going to charge us £250 a week to do this, I had initially suggested that everybody who comes, what we call the committed crew, would chip in five quid a month to pay—five uh, quid a week rather—to uh, pay for this. And this is the sums uh, reference to. Where it should be from the start. We all pay sums. I thought we should be aiming criteria a of success, gaining 20 uh, new uh, Christians, and the effect on St. Michael's would be as, would be seen as positive. will we successful? Discuss. Um, and I think it's always good to measure what we do. If we ain't doing what we think we're doing, or we're doing something else, it's always good to know. So I'm in favour of measuring if we can, uh, what we are up to. So that was some preliminary thoughts way before actually G2 started. The next slide, please. On the 18th of April 2005, report report to the standing committee and the PCC, uh, talking about what we were doing. And I had some thoughts, and some of these could be quite controversial. And I said there, if you can't read it, it's a bit small. It says, "Is our main aim, main purpose, evangelistic. There might be some secondary purposes, maybe providing more opportunities for people to be involved in ministry, but the number one reason why we are meeting together in the MG, the National Next Generation, on a Sunday is evangelism. To expose people to the Christian gospel who might not have otherwise. Then to nurture and build them up there, not to channel them to some the mightness. If it is so, how do we determine what we do? I'm concerned we might be too churchy. Either a pale imitation of the seven block, or your community church, Free Church Tradition. That is, sitting in rows, singing songs to a guitar, facing a screen with strange words on. Do we do our own thing, what we're comfortable with, and invite people to join us if they like it? Or do we do something deliberately seeker-friendly, accessible in form (coughs) and content? What is the place of worship in evangelism? And those are some of the issues we were grappling with. If we want to start a service, well, who's it for? What would it look like if we started? It's very interesting, fundamental questions. And this was to say six months before we started, and uh, um, we were thinking what kind of place it was going to be. Next slide, please. An update to the signing committee on the 6th of December, 04, again, before we started. The venue, the club, the cost, the timing. Initially, we would run for six months, from January to the summer. <coughs> the PCC would uh, fund that for us. There's going to be some money coming in from the diocese uh, to help us fund it. But initially, we are going to start for six months and then sniff it and see. Uh, would we succeed or would we say, well, that was interesting, we'll do something else. So it's interesting to come back ten years later and ask those questions. Go on, please, next one. At the APCM, that's the Church Annual Meeting, and in April '05, so we've been going four months, and uh, I wrote out what I said, and this is an extract from my report to that meeting. We started meeting the Next Gen Club on January 23rd, meet every Sunday at 11. We have averaged between 70 and 80 people each week, including children, cafe style, informal service, aimed at those on the fringe of faith. We have a few songs, perhaps a video clip, and a short presentation, that includes some discussion. We've been looking at Love Actually, on different kinds of love, and in April we are looking at what Christians believe. Love actually updates us, doesn't it? However, let's go on. Um, What exactly is G2? And I've come up with this phrase. I have tentatively suggested we are an experimental, missional community. What do I mean by that? Let's walk. Experimental in the sense we're trying out a new form of outreach, and not exactly how how long it will last. Mission, our aim is outreach. This is our main and first priority. Community, we are a diverse group of people from St Mike's who have come together for a specific purpose. APCM always wants to know the answer to this question who's paying? Our cost for the first six months, which will drive, been promised by the PCC, the Deanery has given us some money. It's a lot of hard work, but we're learning a lot. The most important thing we need is prayer that fringe people would come and find it helpful. Next one, please. In May 05. we decided to take a questionnaire to give to all those people who had been coming. We have been going five months. We wanted a questionnaire to see, should we continue? Is it successful? And these were my, some my thoughts on analysing the results of that questionnaire. G2 is overwhelmingly Christian, Christian comfortable. There are a few not yet Christians who come. In my view, G2 lives or dies by its ability to attract fringe people and be helpful in their search for them. This must be our number one priority and cause for us all to pray and plan. Twenty-eight people said they were planning on bringing someone to G2. and the next one says, Welcome and publicity must be excellent. This does not mean that those with a specific responsibility to welcome, but all of us need to make sure we talk with new people and not stay in our own little groups. We need to work on both these areas. Cells are very important in bringing people to faith and helping them grow in it. As you can see, there are 12 people wanting to join a G2 cell, but we desperately short on people who would will be willing to help lead one? Can you contact Luke or Hannah Smith if you are interested? Thanks for all thank the very positive start we've made in G2. Let's press on and make it better. How have we succeeded? I don't know, I'm no longer involved in G2, but I think it's always good to have a look at what we initially started off doing. That's not to say we should keep doing it. We might decide that something else is more appropriate. But those are some of the background historical uh, references before we
1: I've um, never been called an apostle before, so that's, uh, thanks Jim. <laughs> um, it's great to hear from Jim. Wasn't that great to hear from Jim? And, yeah. uh, here the original? Let's give him a hand. Yeah. Great, Jim. And I'm just going to... Can I, can I say just a couple of things before I say how and why G2 started? I am um, absolutely delighted to see that it's still going. I think that's fantastic because... A lot of church plants start, but many of them stop. And uh, it's it's a great tribute to God's grace uh, that you're still here ten years later. I think that's fantastic. And uh, the other thing I want to say is I, I, I sort of do travel around a little bit. And I was very interested to come across some research about fresh expressions in the Church of England, which are really, really important now in terms of missional communities reaching out to those outside. And uh, this is one of the largest fresh expressions in the country. So I just share that with you. I know you're slightly bigger today than, than normally, but that's that's great. Um, now three things stand out about why and how it started. And uh, the first one was a, a conviction that I had. Um, it was partly positive and partly negative. The positive side was in uh, 2004, 2005, St. Mike's was growing uh, quite effectively. We were seeing a lot of people come to faith, and we'd seen particularly a lot of growth through the cell groups, and many of them had um, multiplied. And, and, And I began to feel, this was the positive thing, that we needed to plant a new congregation. And Uh, So I started praying about that and and looking around. It it felt to me like the time was right, because you can only really grow from strength. You can't grow unless there's real strength in the body. Now, the, the negative thing that was happening was that a lot of people who were coming to St. Mike's were coming to see me, well, I say a lot, quite a few, and I was getting emails and phone calls, and they were basically not happy with the 11 o'clock service. In those days, it was all-age worship every Sunday. And that had been partly because of the the growth of St. Mike's. It had grown very significantly through the all-age family service. That went right back to David Watson. There was a terrifically gifted group of leaders there. Uh, And they were basically saying to me, Roger, if you don't change this, we're going to leave. And I didn't want them to leave St. Mike's. And so the positive thing was, I thought, well, if we can start another congregation, they can stay with the new congregation. So that was the positive of the negative. So it was, first of all, a conviction. Secondly, we had, at that time, a collection of incredibly gifted people. And I I want to just, if I may, pay a special tribute to Jim and to Shirley. Uh, Jim was... Were you then teaching at Nund... Were you Nundthal? Nundthal. And... uh, Jim is a, is a brilliant communicator. He's absolutely fantastic, and he was working with teenagers all the time. So he knew the culture of, of young people. He understood it, and what was better, he, he hadn't become clericalized, so he was normal, he was incredibly normal, <laughs> and, uh, which was fantastic. And, uh, and I, I, I felt we had in Jim and Shirley the most wonderful lead us, to lead us, uh, both in the the thinking of G2, the launch of it, but also in maintaining the teaching, making sure it was outward looking, it was relevant. And I I would like us, just, can we all just give a a round of applause to Jim and Shelley because they carried it in those early years. So thank you very much. Really, really excellent. But we also had some other very gifted people. Uh, Christian and Amanda had joined us. Uh, Luke and Hannah Smith, Engvild Holter, who's, got, uh, who's gone back to Norway, some of you will know Engvild, she's been working with Friends International, and John uh, and Linda McAvoy, who'd come to us from Brussels. That's right, wasn't it? You were in Brussels, weren't you? So, terrific. A really good group of people. And uh, one of the things that happened early on was that Jim said that what, for, this, for G2 to really go, We needed three groups. We needed a core group of, I think, was it about 12, 15? Something like that. We needed a core group who would hold the vision and work together. We then needed a crew of about 25 people who would make this happen uh, week to week, and then they would be able to reach the crowd who came as a result. And I thought that was very helpful, the core, the crew, and the crowd. And then the last thing, uh, and then I'll hand over to Matthew, was, a, was actually a conversation. Now, do you like this, Jim? Three Cs. A conviction, <laughs> a collection of highly gifted people, and a conversation. And this was a conversation I had with a, a friend of mine up in uh, Edinburgh. He was a, a chap called Andy Scarcliffe, who's a very good musician. He planted uh, a church, several churches actually, in Edinburgh. One was in a, a school, and the, and the one that he'd done most recently was actually in a gymnasium. And he said to me, Roger, gymnasium's a much better place to plant a school, a plant a church than a school. It's got a lot more fizz to it as a place. Just the atmosphere is really good. So that began a series of conversations which we had with the owners of the David Lloyd gym. In, in the whole Road and t- to our amazement they agreed to letting us go in there. So those three things, a conviction, uh, a collection of people and a conversation. And the final thing, because Christian said, speak from your heart, S- tell us something, you know, you've been around a bit. And I, I think what I, what I want to say is this, and I, I think actually what Jim has said, he's said it all at the beginning, don't lose the missional element of what you're doing. So keep Jesus Christ at the centre and keep reaching out. We're here to reach out to those who don't know Christ. And uh, and I'll finish with this. Uh, My wife and I are now in a very poor, what I call, Coronation Street parish tucked in behind uh, York Railway Station. And we're trying to reach really working, a lot of them are working class people completely different from any church I have ever been. It would be, be a bit like me going to work in Saudi Arabia. It's so culturally different. And one of the things that I, I love uh, is, is Alpha. And uh, I've done lots and lots of Alpha courses. And we cannot get the people from these little terrace houses to come to us to do Alpha. They will not come. So do you know what we're doing? We're going to them. We are taking Alpha on a Tuesday night. I put my dog collar on because I get into houses with a dog collar. And we are actually planting Alpha courses in their homes. We're not saying come to us. We're going to them. I want to challenge you as a group to go to people with the gospel. Don't expect them to come to us, sing our songs in our territory. Go to them. That's my sermon.
2: Very good. I'm Matthew, and I'm the President of the of Michael and Wilfrey, and uh, following in, in Roger's footsteps. And I've been in York for six years, so I've, I've, I've been observing uh, six of your ten years here, and watched G2 develop and grow over that time, and it's fantastic to see all that God's been doing. I think we've got so much to be thankful for today, so much to celebrate, which is, which is wonderful. Um, I'm sure you know, Roger's mentioned it today, G2 is what the Church of England calls a fresh expression of church. A fresh expression of church. That means that you have permission to do things a bit different, which is great. You've got permission to innovate, to try, try some new things, to be, do a few risky things, and, and that's good. That's a wonderful thing. And I think what's particularly good about G2 that I see is not just that you, that you are fresh, uh, or not just you're I mean, aiming to be fresh, but you also want to stay fresh. And you have stayed fresh. And you, you have. And I think it's really, really good and really important. See, unless you're intentional about staying fresh, you go stale. That's what happens. Um, and I want to commend your leaders to you over these 10 years who've helped that happen. Because they have to work hard to make sure things stay fresh. You know, they're constantly working to help things be renewed reinvigorated, uh, uh, regenerated, all those re- rewords that you use. That's what's been going on all the time for these last 10 years. So I-, I just want to say thank you particularly to the leaders here. Why don't we just give them all a crap? Christian and all the others, because yeah. they've done yeah. really well over these last 10 years. And, and I guess I just want to pick up from what Roger said, which is this, is that the challenge is to continue, if you're going to keep going, you have to continue to stay fresh. And that is not easy. Not just be fresh, but stay fresh. Now, um, yesterday I was watching some uh, YouTube videos with my kids, and we were watching some of these embarrassing dad videos. Have you seen some of those? No? Well, they are quite embarrassing. And, um, and we picked one I wanted to show you, it's very short. Um, because I want to see what you think of this, this video. It's very short. And interestingly, when I watched this video, it's only about 20 seconds, I didn't think it was that bad. My, my kids thought it was really embarrassing. So I want to watch it, and then after you've watched it, turn to the people on your table just for 10 seconds to, to tell each other if you think this is embarrassing or not. So are you ready for this? This is, this is just a, a real uh, recording of a father and a, and a son out on a sunny day. <laughs>
1: or not that's pretty, pretty embarrassing we're good crowd here
3: okay who thinks that's embarrassing
2: <laughs> who thinks not too bad I didn't think it was too fun. My, my kids said, that's that is terrible. That's terrible. And it made me think that sometimes something that was kind of cool 15 years ago can soon not be cool. And I guess the guy just couldn't tell. Could he? He just thought he was cool. He didn't realise. And fresh expressions can get a bit like that. They can get past their sell-by date. And I want to say to you guys, don't do that. Don't do that. Stay fresh. So how does that happen? How do you stay fresh? And I think I've got something of the answer for you. Because I think the answer, what Roger said, is about mission. The answer is not complicated. It's actually very basic and simple. And there's a scripture I want to read this in, which is the most basic and simple verse in the whole of the Bible. Some of you here will know it. It's John chapter 3, verse 16. God so loved the world that he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. What a great verse of Scripture. Mm-hmm. That, that, there Jesus talks about God loving the world so much. That God's got a passion for the world. He, he, he loves the people of the world. With, with everything that he's got. Something there about the importance of the world, the, the community, the culture that we live in. What did he do about it? He sent Jesus. The very best thing he had, he sent Jesus into this world. Jesus, the living Word, into the world. John Stott, who was a great um, mentor of Rogers, he, he died a couple of years ago. About forty years ago, John Stott said that if we're going to be effective in helping people put their faith uh, in God, what we need to have is um, uh, a Bible in one hand um, and a newspaper. In the other. A Bible in one hand. And a newspaper in the other. I guess, you know, a Bible to root us in the living word, Jesus Christ. And a newspaper to root us in the world. And I wonder what you'd say today. Probably a Bible and uh, iPad or something like that, I don't know. Um, but these days would all kind of mixed up into one, aren't they? Kind of one device. But that really uh, made me think about this thing about the word and the world. The word and the world. And I want to encourage you as individuals and as a community to be listening to the word. To be listening to the word. Prayerfully read the word. Communicate the word here. That's in in the scriptures. It is a fresh word. It is living and active. That's what the Bible says about itself. It is fresh. But it needs communicating into the world. Into this culture. And the culture is always changing, isn't it? Do you notice that it's changing all the the time. And so we need to be asking ourselves all sorts of questions. You know, what's going on in the world? What's, what, what's the sound of the world? What are people saying? What's in the news? What are people concerned about? What are people laughing about? You know, what, what's the culture saying? What, what's happening in music and arts? And you know, what's, what's going on in the world? Can we speak the language of the world? Can we communicate this word into the world? I'm not going to tell you how to do that. You probably know much better than me how to do that in your culture in our day. But I just want to encourage you today to be listening to the Word. But listen to the world. And as you bring those two things together, that's the place of mission. And that's what you're called to do in these next ten years. And if you keep doing that, you won't just be fresh, you will stay fresh. You see, God loved the world so much, so much, that he sent his only son, Jesus, the living word, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life.
3: Yeah, I just want to thank you so much for teaching. Thank you so much for everything that you've in my life and my family's life. And Lord, I want to pray that you continue to put um, creativity and dynamic uh, vision in the hearts of people here. Um, and yeah, I pray that there will be people who listen to you and who are guided by you. Amen. Amen. Well, I thank you, Lord, that GT is still going after 10 years, and that's great news. And I just pray for all the people who are involved in leadership or running groups for the kids or the creation um, teaching in G2 that they will be able to stay fresh. and think a few ideas to uh, attract new people in and to um, think of something that nobody's ever thought of doing before will be a real success. Okay.
0: And Lord, thank you for the joy of being reminded of you be a
3: faithful God, just being in this room and seeing the life that is here. And
0: uh, thank you, God, for the lives that have been changed through the ministry here. And we pray for more, Lord. We just pray, Lord, that, uh, as Roger said, that, uh, that this church here would look out and would see more and more ways that they can bring your gospel to the people who don't yet know. Right. Hello, thank you. Thank um, you
2: for the success and the successes we've seen here at G2. But Lord, I pray you won't get complacent. Um, I pray you won't be satisfied um, as things are. I pray that um, the leadership here and everyone who's involved in G2 will be constantly seeking out your spirit to see where you are blowing, where, where's something new happening. And we will always have our ears to the ground uh, listening to you, and like Matthew said as well, combining the word and the world together to
3: do something new for you, to grow your kingdom, your name, um, So I have a picture of an incubator um, and G2 being like a place uh, where people can come in out of the cold um, and be incubated um, and grow in, in their potential um, and, and flourish and, um, and be warm and looked after. Um, and so, God, I just want to pray into that um, picture. I thank you for um, the family that, is, um, that has been built up in G2. And I thank you that it's a family that welcomes people in, and um, that looks after other people. I thank you that they are so um, outward-focused um, and so... Um, so focused on the mission and God, I pray that you would continue to bring loads and loads more people in out of the cold um, and into the warmth um, of this church into your loving arms, Father and I pray that they would um, realise their god given potential uh, through this church. Okay. Yeah, God, I just thank you for the um, the joy that radiates out of this place. It's amazing. I just pray that um, you just warm more people like uh, moths to a flame, God, that but... Uh, people would come in. I've really got a strong sense of warmth as well. I, I think that's um, an amazing feeling that you get from the strong sense of community in this place. So I just pray for more of that and, and more people to draw closer to you through this, And um, I want to thank you for GT, Lord. I want to thank you that, um, you know, when I was on the fringes myself at university, this was a, a safe refuge and a haven for me. And I want to thank you for all the friends and the people that welcomed me and accepted me and built me up and taught me that you know, being yourself is okay and just be yourself for God 100% and do what he calls you to do. And Lord, I want to thank you for a clear gift in this church of um, being able to build up people into whatever spheres they feel called into and being able to send them out again. And Lord, I thank you that uh, GT has a huge amount of grace uh, and continue to give them the grace to let go of these um, amazing ladies and people. And I just pray, Lord, that we would see some of like the greatest leaders of this generation get sent out from this church, all over the world, to so every nation, Lord, to share the love that you have. And I pray, Lord, that you would just increase that and call over this church. And I thank you for it, Lord. Amen. Almighty God, I thank you uh, for the vision of this church, that people might discover Jesus. Thank you. That that is at the very heartbeat of what this community is about. It is a community of people figuring out what it means to follow Jesus and hoping to say to other people, "Come on, follow, and let's figure this out together." Thank you for uh, the way in which G2 helped me on my walk, and, and Lord God, I particularly want to thank you for the vision G2 has to raise up leaders. Thank you that this is a church which has had an impact not just on York, but as we saw in the video, all over the world and all over the country. Thank you that in this room, as has been said, there are leaders, and I pray that this will be a place of discipleship and equipping, that would send people out uh, to change, transform their communities in your name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
2: So Lord, may this community continue to be entrepreneurial, full of vision, risk-taking. May they be bold (laughs) and brave. And Lord, as we've already said, may they not just be fresh, but stay fresh, for Jesus' sake.
3: Amen. Amen. And Lord, I want to thank you for the way that G2 has encouraged and developed, particularly young leaders. Mm. Some have stayed, and some have moved on. Lord, I pray they never lose that drive. Mm.
0: Amen we want to thank you for the ministry and input of Christian over 10 years in G2 I want to thank you for his faithfulness to his calling and I want to thank you Father that he has always been able to think outside the box Mm -hmm. and for his encouragement and facilitation of young leaders and people in ministry Mm -hmm. and I pray for your continued blessing upon him Inspiration as G2 heads into its second ten years. I pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to be upon this church, this work. I thank you for every person who's come to Christ as a result of G2. And I pray that this work will grow, mm. multiply. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Yeah.
1: Lord, I want to thank you for the huge part that G2 and all the people G2 have helped me um, in becoming a Christian and the huge help in my growth as a Christian. And I want to thank you for the amazingness that G2 has been, is is now and pray for the future that um, it's going to be amazing to come. Yeah. Amen. Father, God, I thank you for the fun and vibrant spirit here at G2. I
3: thank you for this group of people, that, as individuals and as a community. I pray that you'll honour them as they seek to honour you and that they'll go into the world and be productive and bring new birth to Your Lord. In
0: Jesus' name. Father, we want to thank you again for the faithfulness of all the leaders that have been involved
1: in G2 over this last ten years. Thank you, Father, for um, their commitment and the time that they've spent and um, the way they've led uh, in, in your name. And Father, I just want to pray finally that um, you'll fill again the leaders that are currently involved with your Holy Spirit and keep them right in the centre of your will, um, both as present leaders and anyone that becomes involved in, in the next while. Would you just say, we ask it, Amen.
3: Father, as someone who walked through the door for the first time this afternoon, I want to say thank you for the lovely welcome and the smiley faces. And it's such an important thing when new people come to church, um, especially people who are coming for the first time as non-Christians. And I'd like to pray that, Father, you would keep that welcome there and that you would use it to give people to you. Amen. Amen.
1: And I've just got the word passion. And I just pray, Lord, that you'll increase the passion, Lord, that the people here have for you to worship you and to follow you. Just increase their passion and their love for you. Amen. Amen. And uh, Father, I'd like to pray for those who teach the word of God here week by week that you will, as Matthew was telling us, that you will refresh them in your word and also in their understanding of our society. And Lord, through the teaching and the preaching and the discussion, that you will form strong disciples for Jesus Christ.
2: Amen. Amen. Amen.